you guys want to record? Oh. Well, Craig's here, so I don't know. I'll defeat you with my supersonic power. You cannot defeat me. I have a billion jillion points, and I'm going supersonic mode. A billion bajillion? You can only have a one thousand. Oh! <laughs> Watch out! You have fallen victim once again to my power of instant orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Power Hour, a book club for discussing romance from the erotic to the erroneous. As always, this is an explicit podcast and contains strong language, adult themes, and sexual content. If you are sensitive to these things, we urge you calmly but sincerely to turn off your radio now. This month, we are reading Jack's Head by Siggy Shade. This is the entirety of Jack's Head. This podcast will contain spoilers of the entire book. If you want to read along with us, stop listening now. It's okay. We'll wait for you to come back. This book contains themes of so many things. Uh, Attempted sexual coercion, degradation, humiliation, murder, mutilation. Just just read the trigger warnings because it's a full page. You have been warned. I'm your Professor Sydney. And I'm your TA Ashlyn. And I'm thinking I'm the student that wants to sleep with both the professor and the TA. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Raunchy Review. mastered the the art of yes and (laughs) (laughs) if you do if you think about it yeah we are just we probably should take improv classes oh no i don't want to take an improv class in my early 20s i feel like that's the lowest of the low it's it's, i did one improv class granted i was still a teenager so i think i yeah I, i have a pass but even that felt cringe and it was rough it was I was making penis Hi, everyone. Like, We're Raunchy Power yeah. Hour. We just need three words and we'll do a scene. No. I, I actually know how to feel <laughs> shame. So I have no desire. <laughs> I honestly don't feel it anymore. Let's go. Have y'all seen my digital footprint? Yeah, I don't I don't know what that word means anymore. I'm following within her digital footprints footprints. Hell yeah, it's never too late to start. Welcome, welcome listeners to our new segment, which we're just trying to figure out which one sticks. This one is called Raunchy Review. So, listeners, you are not the only ones that are in the dark with this segment. One of our hosts, Lauren, is also unbeknownst to what she is about to endure. So, for context... Lauren is the one who suggested that we read Jack's Head this month. And guess who didn't read the book? (laughs) 
in my defense, as you little Gen Zers on the internet like to call it, not having any spoons, your girl had no spoons for reading this <laughs> month. I have been in the biggest reading rut I've ever been in in my life. And after Mothman, I don't think I'll ever enjoy reading again. <laughs> that was the <laughs> pinnacle. <laughs> Oh, Lauren. Well, you missed out on a literary masterpiece. That's right. We read Siggy Shades, Jack's Head. So, Lauren, today, kind of what we're taking you through with Raunchy Review is a kind of chapter-by-chapter review of the book and summarizing um, as we go. And while we do this, we will be asking you questions. So, basically, this is kind of like... Uh, this is the surprise pop quiz that you did not study for in school. So welcome to your nightmare. Will, it, will I be graded on this assignment? Yes. Will you kiss me goodnight if I do a good job? I'll kiss you on the forehead. Not on the lips? Mm, depends on the grade. <laughs> All right. I'll be good <laughs> So, listeners, you are not the only ones that are going kind of in blind to what is in this book. So, uh, we are kind of going to start off, and Ashlyn and I, since we both read the book, <laughs> um, we'll be going over um, summarizing each chapter kind of as it goes and asking uh, Lauren questions. And also, just to give credit where this, where this idea came from... Um, we kind of had the idea from Watcher's Puppet History. Uh, big fan, by the way. Ryan, Shane, love you. Um, I watch Ghost Files literally every Friday when they come out. <laughs> so this is kind of inspired by that. So it's kind of you get to learn about the book and you also get quizzed on stuff you do not know. Lauren, are you ready? You know, I did suggest this book. So at least I know the theme of Siggy Shade's writing. And if this is anything to go by, I'm always ready for a little bit of Jack's head. Then let's dive in. To begin, we're just going to introduce our players in this piece of literary just masterpiece. To introduce first, we're going to start with Bess. Bess is our main female love interest, who uh, is a plus-size girl who just learns to have some confidence. Then we have Jack, who's a headless horseman, also known as 16-string Jack, a highwayman who has been cursed to haunt-slash-behead highwaymen for all time. And he's literally the definition of tall, dark, and headless. We don't know if he's handsome or not. We, we can only assume so. Uh, and then we have William. He is our kind of last key player in this book. Um, William is a douche canoe. Um, I literally wrote that down and Ashlyn had to double check that I did mean to write that down. Um, um, basically, the, di the dictionary definition of a trust fund baby. He's manipulative, but also tries to make himself like feel bigger and like more masculine than he actually is. He's really just a wimp. Um, but he owns his firm, but the uncle, his uncles kind of more own the majority of it. So he's just like, Meh. just kind of a slimy dude whatsoever. And kind of going in from there, Ashlyn, 
Would you like to go over chapter one? Chapter one. Scene. Halloween party at William's mansion. William leads a blindfolded bus through the party to his, presumably their bedroom. Uh, He teases her about the surprise she's about to receive. William is currently dressed as 16-string Jack, and Bess is dressed as a barmaid. They apparently like to roleplay. Lauren, what do you think her surprise is? Lingerie? An eclair to put in her mouth? William's uncle's cocks? Or William's cock? Can I combine answers? Of course. Is it going to be a situation where he's like, close your eyes? Because, hold on, bat trap, bat trap. All right. The logic behind (laughs) this response. (laughs) It's already started. The logic behind this response is that he's dressing up as a as a serial killer because in this world jack is like real right so actually um surprise fun fact that i'm gonna lay down to you right now i don't believe this is a question later on if it is it's fine 16 string jack was a real person okay so this is like one in of those more like, world um, like in in reality yes so this is literally like one of those like dudes who like unironically dresses up as like a real world serial killer as like a costume so, which is like so 16 string jack wasn't a serial killer he was a highwayman highwaymen are kind of different think robin hood kind of esque like just stealing from the rich you know okay. people do get hurt but like oh okay but isn't he a rich bitch? So why is he dressing up as the person? <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, it's a Halloween party. He's gonna eat the rich. Wait, that's me. No. Okay, okay. This, this is William. Yeah, William is just dressed up as six string. I'm Jack. He dresses up as Jack. I'm. I'm gonna stop saying sixteen string Jack from now on. Okay. It's a tongue twister. Um. Yeah. He. It is. But this is like giving me Donald Trump dressing up as Robin Hood. It's like it make it make sense. Hey Lauren, this quiz is timed. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's not. I say (laughs) what it is. Bell does not dismiss you. I dismiss you. (laughs) So the question. (laughs) Okay, so the reason I wanted to combine responses is because you said that an eclair was an option, which I know vaguely the shape of an eclair is very like hot dog esque. It's very bun lengthwise esque. Penis shaped. You can say penis shaped. (laughs) (laughs) I can say penis on this podcast. No. Okay, so it's penis shaped. Very phallic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is this man literally going to like sword in the stone it, except dick in the claret, where it's like close your eyes, baby, and then all of a sudden there's a claret to her mouth, and she's like, "Mm," and then she opens her eyes, and it's just his dick. Don't you wish that was the answer, Sydney? Yeah, I do kind of wish that was the answer, but it's not. It's his uncle's cocks. Um. So so, um, William's uncles own fifty one percent of the firm that William works for. He owns the other forty nine percent, but that means he doesn't have majority hold. Um. So he's trying to, I don't know, use Bess um to get. Her, his uncle's um, share of the company by sharing her 
Uh, Bess obviously rejects William's suggestions that she should give his uncle's head, um, where he says to her, quote, you're a great assistant and an even better fuck, but looks-wise, you're a five at best. Uh, William threatens to break up with uh, and fire Bess if she doesn't follow through with fucking his uncle's. Bess leaves and runs back through the party. William warns Bess that Headless Jack is still haunting the roads and that she should have stayed till morning. Uh, she leaves, and then he threatens to arrest her for auto theft because she takes the car. Yep. That's chapter one. I'm picturing... Actually, first question. How long was chapter one? 20 pages. Um, I think five at max. That all happens in five pages or less uh it is it is nine pages nine pages i'm so sorry that's still too few for that amount of exposition you have no idea it was you gotta keep up you this is a fast-paced book she she is full-on fucking the headless horseman by page 28 yeah yeah i mean to be fair what was her name in Mothman? Mer- Meredith. Meredith was fucking Grima on page 25. So. True. Fair. Moving Project. on. Chapter two. So we are on the gravel road, the country road that is leading out of the manor. And as this goes, Meredith is driving pissed off at William being like, how dare he? And like contemplating her life choices because, you know. He basically threatened her, like, her career, her life, and, like, getting her arrested. So, like, she was pissed. And suddenly she looks behind her. And what's that? Is it a ghostly horse with a man riding atop it? Yes. And as that solidifies, we get our first look at Jack our headless horseman. So he's like galloping up behind her, like coming up on the car. Um, She's trying to speed up and the country road just keeps going and going and going. And finally Jack kind of catches up with the car and he grabs his ax and he slices the roof off of her car of a moving car. And I think it stops it by also slamming his ax into the engine, like the hood. Um, And then he literally grabs Bess by her hair and like lifts her up and lauren this is your next question what stops him from immediately killing her a her beauty b her tits c her body (laughs) d her brown eyes was was b really her boobs yes holy shit you guessed it. I'm gonna guess it's her boobs. You are correct because Headless Jack is like any other man who gets distracted by boobies. Because her dress oh, yeah. like literally like falls and like reveals her boobs. And he's just like, and that's what stops him. See, I was gonna guess that like his strength is like, he's got a lot of strength obviously to like lift her by her hair out of this car. And my guess is it's going to be some, like, GTA, like, <laughs> like, boob physics. <laughs> no, like... no, her, ta- her, her dress falls and reveals her boobs. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to copyright that. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's all instrumental. If it's in my voice, they can't do shit. <laughs> okay. But now that Bess has the Headless Horseman distracted... 
What do you think she does next, Lauren? This is your next question. A. Beg for her life. B. Kick him in the balls and run. I C. I was also, get distracted by his big old dick. Or D. Grab his penis. Can I get a clarification on one of the answer choices? Possibly. Is is grabbing his penis insinuated in a way of like fondling or aggression? Like fondling. If I know Siggy Shade, and I do, I think she fondles. You are correct. Oh my god. <laughs> Instead of begging for her life or kick, trying to kick him in the balls or trying to get away while he's distracted, she goes, hey, you know what's a great idea? I should fondle his dick. Is he? Is he just... Like, full-on, like, bareback riding this horse with no yes. pants? No. No, he has pants on. But, of course, you can see everything through the leather pants. His balls have got to be, like, rash red with chafe. Like, can you imagine that? Sydney, what? maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. That would make so much sense. Maybe that's why. <laughs> One minute. Do we have... I don't think so. Do we have a question? Okay, no. Question. Go on to... We will go on to chapter three, Lauren. And we may answer that question for you. Okay, I'll hold that thought. Hold the thought. <laughs> chapter chap, T.A. Ashlyn. Chapter three. Scene. Still outside of Bess's wrecked car. Um... <laughs> So Bess still there. Yep, still still there. <laughs> Bess has to impress Jack with her supernatural head giving abilities to save her life. <laughs> she gets <laughs> she gets absolutely horny for the headless horseman. Um she oh god, I don't want to read this quote. She says, it's just so and he says, What were you expecting? A summer squash? <laughs> um and i'll say right here at uh that that is my favorite quote from this entire book uh, oh. it, is he insinuating it is not a summer squash and that it is fact like a full-ass like gourd it's a fall gourd it, yeah how big is it you'll find out quite large apparently <laughs> okay. do i have to guess <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a question um, Bess, Bess overthinks about giving the headless horseman head um, she says my dilemma should be simple lose my head to this homicidal specter or suck his monstrous cock um, during this scene Jack the options are limitless true <laughs> so true during this scene Jack degrades Bess when and how do you think the degradation kink was invented Wait, the like the real the real answer of a degradation kink or like Bess's? No, I'm just asking you. Like, when and how? Is this a quiz question? Yes, <laughs> there isn't a correct answer though. I just want your opinion. Okay, give me your fake history. Let me think about this for a second. 
So obviously, historically, women have been subjugated. Even in like as far back as like religious texts, there's like the language of, you know, the man should be the leader of the church, you know, and the women shall follow. Men are the mouthpiece of God. Women obey that mouthpiece, like that type of language. I wonder if we're thinking like historically, like the first ever instance of like someone being turned on by a degrading statement, I would imagine it would have to be like ye old long ago. And like, I would think like, because we wouldn't have really many written records back then. So I would say maybe like Renaissance time, give or take, of like, oh, I am a lowly housewife and I am being switched by my husband for not waxing the floors today. My bosom feels good. Is that right? Absolutely, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> After, well, there's no literature really written about it, so. <laughs> I'm going to get my doctorate into the degradation kink. Hey, no. Raunchy power hour version of history. But I'll say, if we do, actually sometime we should see if we can get, like, someone who knows about, like, sex and history. <laughs> like, see if they can educate us about this stuff. That'd be wild. After yeah, after eight straight pages of Bess giving Jack head, he finally finishes. What does Bess think immediately what? after? Eight pages. She, her eight whole pages. relationship eight pages. with William crumbled in less time. Eight pages of head. Eight pages. How do you? Re- can someone read me an excerpt of? Because I want to know. Please hold. Just of anything in that eight pages. Please hold. I just need to know how description goes on for eight pages of a there. singular act. Oh god, I don't want to read this. It's a this. lot. Like a um, about to say, Ashlyn, if you don't want to read it, I can go grab my book. I've, I've, Send it I've, to I've me, it I'll read it. Um, <laughs> Clip it. Where, where does it start? Uh, we need another oh. soundbite, they're old. <laughs> Um, so we, we start with, I slipped my hand through the folds of his cloak and over a silk shirt. This is the wrong chapter, I'm not realizing. Good job, Ashlyn. Okay, where does it start? Oh, of course, he growls, obviously. Um, uh, we, we start with, he's given me a chance to live and I intend to survive long enough to teach William a lesson. Um, well then, he says, his voice isn't usually husky for a man with no head. Will you accept my challenge? And obviously she does. Um, he's twice the size of my ex and three times as thick. Uh, yeah. Um, Who would want that? Uh, <laughs> oh, just wait. This this book gets so It gets worse, Lauren. Worse. It gets worse. Um, after undoing the, the buckle at the top, I slip my hand inside. Um, <laughs> A, a, the horseman's rusty chuckle the rope of tension around my neck eases and I can finally exhale um, I'll wager you've never tasted anything so hearty I'm standing it's your turn to deliver he says oh god um, it's okay it's impossible to know where to look at the oversized pumpkin or the oversized cock <laughs> so he's referring to his load like he Someone would talk about raisin brand cereal. It's hardy. Well, he is from the 18th century, so I, sir, I, have I don't a, care about my cholesterol right now. I have a quote later on where he degrades her in 18th century talk. So, 
Please, mm-hmm. I need that in my life. Uh, um, Time's but, a waste, and he but, growls. Oh, pushing aside the question of why he wants to keep me away from his testicles. Apparently, because they're chafed. Good job, Lauren. You figured that one out for us. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the question. Yeah. So after he finishes, uh, what does Bess think immediately afterwards? One, do ghosts have dry orgasms? Two, is he going to kill me? Three, I want to fuck him. Four, how can I make eye contact with him if he literally just has a pumpkin as a head? I'm leaning towards four, but I feel like that's too clever. I think she just wants to fuck him. You know, that is her second thought. Her first thought is, do ghosts have dry orgasms? Damn. Because, shall I say what she says? Yes, please. She wants a mouthful of jism, and he can't give it to her, because he... Yeah, has dry orgasms. So are we talking? It's like a like a <laughs> situation, or um, there's just nothing. I honestly, I wish there was oh. like a like a puff of like <laughs> like baby powder. <laughs> yeah, it would be kind of funny. Um, I, oh god, I barely I made you. it through this book. I don't think I could <laughs> cope with that. Um, but yeah, so either his balls are, <laughs> are like really chafed or he just doesn't have them <laughs> so we don't know because guess what that answer is never given to us we have no idea why he has dry orgasms no idea damn she can't she can't make a pumpkin patch with him Shit. no what <laughs> damn <laughs> so he shoots blanks and she's sad about it For it, yeah yes. she wants a mouthful of jism <laughs> i'd be like Oh, hell yeah. Sign me up. Also, I'm not kidding. She <laughs> used it, it, the word jism is spelled out in the book. Can I get a spell again at definition? No. J I S M. That's all you get. J I S M? That's it. Jism. Jism? Like J I S M. Jism. Not jism. Jism. Correct. Does Siggy Shay know how to spell jizz? Oh, just wait. Um, because here's the thing. Siggy Shay does use the appropriate body, like, names for different body parts throughout this book. Oh, that's my favorite. That's, like, quintessential fanfiction writing. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on oh, to... I have one more uh, oh, wait. No, never mind. Never mind. I'm so sorry. After, after um, pleasing him to save her life... Uh, Jack tells Bess that if she satisfies him until sunrise, he'll show her the location of 500 gold sovereigns that he uh, stashed away during his lifetime. Can you exchange sovereigns at a U.S. bank? Um, equivalent to about two million dollars in modern money. Oh shit! <laughs> so yeah, because Langs and has money. <laughs> I th- I need him biblically. <laughs> <laughs> I need him in a way that's concerning to feminism. Absolutely. Chapter four. We are still outside of Bess's wrecked car, by the way. 
Yeah, Yay. we haven't moved. No, this is all Please. taking place Please. in front of Sorry. her car. Sorry, we're just was, on the road. I was full on mothmanning this, where there was like a secondary and then a third location. They'd already like nope. flown off. To... <laughs> it's okay. Nope, we're just on the road. We're just outside, and nobody has uh, driven past. I assume. No. Well, of course not, Lauren. <laughs> but, but voyeurism. But. <laughs> The main question I have for this, and you kind of already answered for the, um, for chapter four is, would you fuck a ghost for all, like literally, no stopping for all of one night and two million dollars? Does he come with dry load this is jack yes yes listen i i've watched oh no bridgerton i've i've watched the original vampire series i watch a lot of british tv okay and had a period of time in my formative years where i was hopelessly obsessed with middle-aged british men if i could have a ghost that could not impregnate me or give me stds who would speak to me and Thou, thou suckest my dick well, you winch. I would love it. I would never oh, leave. Wait. Oh, no. Um, just wait before. you. I think you agreed a little too quickly. <laughs> so know. literally, um, this entire chapter is just Bess asking questions. And she's like, will it hurt? And he's like, only in the most delicious way possible. Um, so. Then. Bess hesitantly says yes. And Jack then proceeds to go, okay. So she goes, okay, so we're gonna ha- we're gonna fuck now, right? And he goes, not yet. And he pulls out his axe mm-hmm. to fuck her with first. Oh, like with the handle? Yes. Okay. Oh, so he's like, he's like, this is so vulgar. I like, you know, you know what I'm about to say is bad when I catch myself before it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> That's bad. Oh my god. I was gonna, I was gonna say. Oh, so he's gonna stretch her out. Oh <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that. I mean, that is Jack's intentions. <laughs> At least he's courteous. Oh, just wait. <laughs> Ashlyn, <laughs> would you like to go into chapter five? No. Would you like me to do it? I can do it. I quit. I quit. Oh, <laughs> chapter five. <laughs> Damn it, Lauren, you made me lose my TA. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, a, that's the fifth one this week. <laughs> I don't get paid enough. <laughs> Ch- chapter five. On the hood of her car. Um. Oh, I'm kind of into that. <laughs> Lauren, I'm oh starting to think I should have read this. <laughs> no, just wait. <laughs> but Bess, Bess is laying on the hood of her car, and Jack obviously begins to hook her with his axe. Um, in this scene, Jack praises Bess like a lot. What and how do you think the praise kink was invented? Another open answer question. Of course. Mm. 
So the degradation, degradation, excuse me, kink, I believe was very like entrenched in the subjugation of women. I think the praise kink is actually rooted in the opposite of lack of emotional availability for men due to toxic masculinity. See, I would argue this was a more recent invention because praise is much easier to to enjoy naturally in our baseline non-sexual states than insulting, degradation, putting down, etc. So I believe praise at a baseline is already enjoyable, but the intimacy factor comes in with men who are sort of living in this like constant state of like denial of like emotional intimacy with one another and being praised in a way that's like not inherently like achievement based but in a way of like oh this quality of yourself either physical mental emotional etc is something that is praiseworthy and so i would imagine there's this one man i'm thinking 1920s 1920s somewhere around world war one potentially a lot going on in the world maybe he's hanging out in the bunkers with his fellow military buddies <laughs> lord there's too much logic in the question about the praise king you asked you asked I deliver. Oh my god. I deliver. Listen, I'm almost done, I promise. Hear me <sighs> out. He's in his bunker. He's sweat dripping down his brow, breath labored from having just been in the trenches. <laughs> Maybe he's got a little trench foot. I don't know. When he's, <laughs> he's standing around and he's like, God, what is this all for? There's no end to this bloody or devastating war inside. I want to be home with my family. I want to have a youth because I'm only 17. I want to just live a life where we don't have to eat rations and live in a cold, wet trench. And then his comrade walks past him, claps a meaty hand on his shoulder. That's a little too warm and a little too firm because it lingers for about four seconds longer than it should. And near his ear, he hears a deep prowling. You did get out there, soldier. And it just does something for him with the months without sex, the months without any Insta-boner. type of pleasure release. Insta-boner. And that's how I was born. Thank you for oh coming my to my God. I think we can end the episode there. I think that was... No. <laughs> Either that or we cut all of that out. <laughs> I think that would be funny, too. <laughs> He's, I just take a deep breath and then it just automatically jump cuts to the next <laughs> <laughs> too much logic Lauren yeah. there's too much logic in my porn book <laughs> yes I, I gotta make it make sense you gotta give me background and history and lore before I'm able to understand that's the demisexual way oh, oh okay Best thinks about the fact that uh, less than an hour ago she was happily engaged and now she's laying on the hood of her car um, being fucked by an axe. Um, Jack, she should. And liking it, by the way. Oh, yeah. Jack she's says, very much enjoying it. Jack says, Look at you, he growls, taking my executioner's axe like a penny slatten. Slatten. Wow, I can't read. Is this some kind of 18th century degradation kink? surely i'm worth at least a shilling i say with a whimper he roars with laughter sixpence and not a penny more i kind of get it <laughs> like, i mean imagine he's gonna have this deep husky like 
A sixpence. <laughs> <laughs> sixpence. And not a penny more. I'm gonna be really honest. I imagined it like how someone would voice act Santa in a cartoon. Oh, <laughs> sixpence, not a <laughs> And what would you like for Christmas, little girl? <laughs> Come sit on Santa's lap. Okay, I'm changing our plans for our Is Christmas Santa book. Just a pedophile. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Uh, okay. After fucking her for a significant amount of time with the axe, he decides he can make her scream louder with a different object. What object do you think he'll use? His own dick. An umbrella. Two pistols. Or his hand. You say the word object, so it's leading me away from body parts. There is a very kinky community out there that is really into, like, having sex and doing sexual acts with firearms. So I'm going to say he pistol whipped her. Oh, Lauren, you're so right. <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> Jack uh, proceeds to fuck best with two pistols in a way that I literally needed Sydney to explain. Um... <laughs> I my only note for this uh, chapter was that I needed a diagram because I physically did not understand. Like, okay, so um, she didn't thing. understand. Okay, they say that the gun's in her ass, but then it's like also touching like her. Like, I didn't understand how this. Her clit. Yeah, how... <laughs> so the so the handle is toward the front, and then the actual like barrel is. No, um. So I explained it to her that um, there's one in her ass and one in her vagina, and she went oh. Oh. <laughs> that, that made a lot more sense. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I was like, it's in, it's Wait. in both. I, I also kind of thought it was a <laughs> one, like one gun. In yeah, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> oh, and then um, he also does tell her that he, she gets to keep the pistols. Oh yeah. I had no idea. I'm gonna be so real. I, I, I was trying to think of his like, <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are the hand movements? How does he not get carpal tunnel syndrome for that? Like, hey, he a ghost. That's true. That's true. Jack proceeds to produce um, what we're going to hope is lube and not something else. Um, what flavor lube do you think Jack favors? Candy corn? No, 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 no. Okay, let me. He's he's old. <laughs> let me hear the options. Pumpkin spice, cinnamon, apple, caramel. Cinnamon, I feel like, would burn, right? Like, I know it's just a flavoring, but that just feels weird. And any of the others make sense to you? Pumpkin spice is a very, like... Okay, so my initial impression is, like, okay, this is a guy from the, from the ye of days. Does he even know what pumpkin spice is? And I'm like, wait, this is written for a very specific audience? Of course pumpkin spice would be in this. And at the other and the other hand of this, I'm second guessing myself and thinking, but he's yolden. I can see him being like, I love the taste of you and caramel on my fingers. Like what? It says, I love a good pumpkin spice latte. Like, hello. It's pumpkin spice. It's pumpkin spice. It's pumpkin spice. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> uh, the, the quote for this chapter is, I tell myself it's a pumpkin-based lubricant and not a diabolical form of ectoplasm, even though the substance slides over my sphincter like a salve. And there's one of our proper and there's one of our proper nouns for a body part. Victor. After another mind-blowing orgasm, Jack and Bess see and hear p- the police. Jack tells Bess that the magic here is wearing thin and that they must relocate. Do-do-do-do. Wait, the magic is wearing thin. Did he have like a like a magical veil type thing where like people dude voyeurism, try it. <laughs> we get there, we get there. <laughs> we get there, we get there. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Actually, that might be the trigger warning. I'm holding my horse. I think voyeurism is a trigger warning. Uh, public nudity and public sex are both on the trigger warning list. So, Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. moving, well, moving on to chapter six. Uh, the scene. We're just now leaving for the second location. Mainly, we're riding on Jack's horse and not in that way. So Jack goops up Bess and whisks her onto the horse to take her to a new unknown location for her. And while they ride the horse all the way, Bess, even though she's had multiple explosive orgasms, is still very horny. So Jack teases her all the way to this second location, which it turns out is in a graveyard, specifically in a crypt. I'm so... Okay, this is the perfect man for me. I'm sorry. I, this, oh, I no. Um, Lauren, 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 we haven't finished. We haven't finished yet. So as we go into the graveyard... As we go into the graveyard, we go into a crypt-like area where Jack is assumed to like reside and it's kind of like a stable area to like put his horse but as they walk in Bess notices some other equipment which is similar to the stallion and she finds a yield picture of a woman dressed as a horse now Lauren how would you react to a murderous, headless ghost being into pony play? Oh, that's what this is? Yep. So, like, she's muzzled up and everything? Yep. She's got, uh, the horse butt plug. She's got the tail butt plug. She's got reins. She's got straps and a bunch of other things so that she can't move her arms. It's a very long um, in the correct way. In the next chapter. It is so long. So, like, don't take this. Don't think about this longer than when the words leave my mouth. <laughs> I've watched a few documentaries on pony play. Okay, uh, we have said it. Period. We're leaving that to the wind. Hmm. <laughs> I I think it's weird for me and I would be freaked out not necessarily because of what it is but because he rides a horse for his primary mode of transportation and it would give me a lot to think about. 
You know, Ashlyn didn't think about that, I don't think. It's like... I thought of that, too. I was like, I'm concerned. Um, Also, would you be concerned? Because remember in the beginning, you did agree to do whatever this man said for the rest of the night. If I'm getting $2 million out of it, I'll be like, nay, nay, bitch. Oh, my God. Um, oh, also, and then this is another question for you on, um, from chapter six. Uh, when would you ask the name of your sexual partner? Oh. Well, ideally before his or hers or their selected appendages inside me. Yeah, in this chapter, this is when uh, Jack finally learns Bess's name. This is after the guns and after the axe. And after the blowjob. That would offend me. Because I'd be like, do you do this with every girl you chase down on the highway? You know, because clearly this is a comfortable and recurrent activity for him. And uh, it no longer makes me feel special and desired as supernatural romances tend to do. Disrespect. Well... Lauren, you get to learn so much more about pony play in chapter seven. Ashlyn? Oh, yay! Quiz me on pony play. I've seen the documentaries. Okay. Um, so, uh, Jack, Jack decides to engage in some of the worst sex I've, I've ever had to read. Lauren, I will never forgive you for this book. Um, literally, I would... I would so much rather read your fanfics. I would rather do the fanfic episode again. I'm going to be so real. This was atrocious. Um, uh, best. Especially Lauren, your favorite kink is about to come into play. But best wears a, a fake tail. And what is my favorite kink? What is your favorite kink? Oh. I don't want to know. Um, Jack. I don't want to know. Jack pretends that she's a horse and that he's a stallion. Um, he says that he'll only have sex with her if she's a good pony. Uh, he puts on a full leather fit on her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he gives her a bit. Um, Jack proceeds to lead her to the breeding shed, where they uh, engage in some of the worst sex I've ever read. Um, yeah. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you think Ashlyn hated having to read this chapter three times and then write a summary on it? is I love you and I'm sorry and I can read a Siggy Shay novel by myself as retribution and answer. Uh, the correct answer was 11, so... <laughs> okay. I hated this scene. <laughs> it was a lot. She He also does refer to her, um, her tits as her teats. So that's what grossed me out personally. That's where I and that's and that was pretty early on. And I was like, <laughs> look, I know it's a kink. I know people are into it. It's not for me. And I'm gonna shame it. It's a little strange. I cannot believe that I've read that three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I read it once and once was enough for me personally. Lauren, you're gonna have to pay for my Listen, therapy bill. All you 
and come see me in about 10 years. I'll be licensed. <laughs> Listen, all you raunchy power hour listeners out there that spend a little too much time on Tumblr looking at the My Little Pony blogs, this one's for you. What the hell? What the hell? Cut that out. No, No. that's that's her digital footprint. That stays in. Listen. I have not ever been a brony in my life, okay? But I know they exist. And I'm just I'm just giving them acknowledgement. And we're moving on to chapter eight. We're moving on, so Lauren can't talk about this anymore. So we, so the scene is that we are still in like this stone mausoleum. So Jack is kind of carrying her into here um, from the shed. So we're moving on to our third location now, uh, and in this mausoleum, it's like. It's kind of just like stone. There's a giant like stone coffin. And all over the walls, there is a phrase in Latin. Nemo malis Felix. Lauren, what do you think that says in Latin? Oh, boy. This is an Ashland question, but I'm not Ashland. Yeah, well, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> Can I get the phrase again? Nino. Nemo Malice Felix. So my name is Felix. No. Is it spelled F-E-L-I-X? It is spelled F-E-L-I-X. I-X, not E-X. I don't know. I'm going to have to leave this one blank, Professor. If you would like, you can just do a stab at the dark. I'll give you half credit. Malice Felix, right? Mm hmm. <laughs> we fuck here. You know, that is a great guess. However, that is not. Um, Most famously, this phrase in Latin is translated to no rest for the wicked. Of course it is. So she keeps seeing this all over the mausoleum. And suddenly, Jack places her uh, face down over a coffin that reads John Rand. And she's like, wait a minute. This is a random coffin that you're about to have, that we're about no, to have not. sex on. No, it's and not. he does clarify that it is actually, in fact, his corpse that they are fucking over. Listen, listen. Plug your ears if you don't want any Baldur's Gate spoilers. <laughs> Incoming in three, two, one. I don't even want to hear this. <laughs> it happens with the star and it is rude, okay? <laughs> At the end, you get to fuck him on his grave. And I'm into it. Good lord. This is all... <laughs> this 
Anyway, um, so this is the point when I found out that um, John Ran was real and is the legal name of 16 String Jack. Um, I found this out all on Wikipedia. And fun fact, I added to the Wikipedia because our book, Jack's Head, was not listed in popular media in which John Wren was mentioned. <laughs> Secondary fun fact, her edition is not grammatically correct. So there's a little tidbit for all our raunchy power hour listeners out there. If you want to go to Wikipedia and look up 16 string Jack, you'll see my edition. <laughs> It is live Hell on Wikipedia yeah. right now. And then, as she, as he says, it's okay, it's my corpse. They began. They begin to have more sex. Um, and from this, we get another fill in the blank question for Lauren. Lauren, finish this quote for me. I'm being fucked by a dead man, but blank. And your ans- and your possible answers are. A, I love getting boned. B, I'm dying to orgasm. C, I've never felt more alive. Or D, his other head is working just fine. Even before you gave me the options, my first thought was, but I've never felt more alive. However, the other ones are so good and feel so in line with what has already been said, but I have to go with my gut. You are correct. I came up with the other ones. Hell yeah. Appreciation for that. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, And this chapter ends with Bess having another orgasm and uh, passing out for a short bit, I believe. Probably from all the, the axe splinters in her, her cavern of tightness. Oh, God. <laughs> her cavern of tightness. It's not, not so tight anymore, I'm guessing. How do you explain that to your, your uh, gynecologist <laughs> when you go in? Hey, can you go look at my cavern of tightness oh. for me? I think I have splinters. I think there's a splinter. I think I have a yeah. splinter up there. Did you use a, a wooden dildo? <laughs> oh, well, you see... See, I didn't have that on hand, so I just use this murderous guy's axe. It really just does it for me, you know? I'm, like, literally taking the safety of my own bodily person in my own hands. <laughs> and in my, yeah. Chapter 9. In my own hand and my own vagina. <laughs> Scene. Yeehaw. Oh, God. In, in the crypt. Um, Bess realizes she... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're so quick with it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> Bess Bess realizes she's catching feelings for a man that she has literally only had sex with sex for money at that. Um she passes out at some point and wakes up uh free of her leather and is laying on his chest um she says it's as though he's making up for two and a half centuries of abstinence i briefly wonder if he uh if he ever encountered another woman on the road and something in my chest burns hotter than jack's flames she asks him what nemo malice uh, i think it's felix i don't know i don't know latin 
um, mm. means. I don't speak Latin. Um, he tells her, no, no peace for the wicked. He tells her that he was cursed for robbing a chaplain and that he was executed for being a highway robber. Uh, Jack reveals he didn't kill anyone while he was a highwayman, uh, so while he was alive. But while he's been dead, he's murdered hundreds of people, because that makes a difference. Jack then reveals that he spends the rest of the year in hell. Bess tells Jack about William and his uncles. He proceeds to compliment her in some of the weirdest ways I've ever had to read. Bess asks Jack why he chose to spare her. Why do you think he chose to spare her? 1. He was horny. B. He doesn't kill women. 3. His desire for her is greater than his compulsion to kill. And D. He, is go he isn't going to spare her. Uh, he just does this with all the women. No, it's giving too much Edward Cullen. I've been alive for a hundred and something years and I've never even, like, looked at a woman. Why am I tempted for C? Is it C? It's C. It's, it, this is Twilight! <laughs> yeah. Um, also, fun fact, uh... William was executed, but he was not Jack. beheaded. He was beheaded in death. Sorry, Jack, whatever. Okay. Um, like, so, <laughs> no, so Jack was beheaded in death. He was originally hanged for his crimes. Um, but then in death, the chaplain exhumed his body and then like cursed him to do this and then cut off his head and presumably his balls because again this is where I thought he was going to say like no balls either like cut off his head and balls but no <laughs> I think he has him hanging up over the doorway of his crypt like mistletoe <laughs> maybe who knows just, too sh <laughs> just a shriveled up sack <laughs> they're red like <laughs> stop stop it I'm completely sober I promise Chapter 10. We're still in the crypt. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're still there. Um, Bess is like, oh my gosh. Like, this is so heavy and so crazy. Um, but while they had this deep conversation, Jack's also gotten horny again, and she can feel his boner through his pants as they're laying down. Like, she can feel it in between her ass cheeks. Um, but he basically says, ride me Bess. um so she decides to ride him like a like a headless cowboy and save um all the horses you know save a horse ride a cowboy um so then she decides to get on top um but i wanted to ask you a, a very important theological question lauren mm -hmm. since jack mentioned hell mm -hmm. is there a god Because if there's a hell. Hmm. So I've seen like the concept of purgatory not inherently attached to religion. Okay. Dear God. You know what? I'm going to say yes. And here's why. Okay. Yes, because William seems like the type to be like, I'm going to justify all of my really shitty actions by saying that God 
will forgive me because I ascribe to his religion. I bet he goes to church every Sunday, half hungover, and he feels like that's enough. So, yes. Beautiful. Thank you. Anyway, uh, so while Best gets on top and goes and goes to town on top of that uh, ghostly dick, um, we have another quote that you need to finish. And here's your quote. Best says, oh, my God. And Jack says, I'm honored, but blank. Your choices for answers are call me Jack. B. Save a horse, ride a cow. Uh, ride a ho- save a horse, ride a horseman. C, call me sixteen string Jack, or D, call me your stallion. <laughs> okay, so she's like, they're like in the act when this is happening, right? Yes, and she says, "Oh my god!" Yes. He says, I'm honored. But. but. Okay. This one's a tough one. I feel like he wouldn't say 16 string jack because that's like so much of a mouthful for the middle of what they're doing. In the middle of coitus? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, the look of disgust from Ashlyn's face made me giggle. Um... What was the first option? Call me Jack. I'm sure it's call me Jack. You are correct. Okay. Oh my god. I'm honored, but call me Jack. I laughed out loud. I know this was meant to be like a sensual part of the book. I laughed so hard. (laughs) It's pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny, though. Damn. Oh, um, by the way, it is also announced that it is close to morning. And Jack will be returning to hell soon. So this is his last hour before he returns to hell. That's very important context for this next chapter. Chapter Because she orgasms really hard. Yeah. And then his head falls off the bed. Chapter 11. Still in this godforsaken crypt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that gets sent back to hell and Bess gets all sad because she didn't get to say goodbye um, Bess is suddenly worried uh, that she mostly imagined getting fucked by a pumpkin man um, police lights light up the crypt and William and two officers enter the crypt where Bess is just standing there naked while trying to hide Bess notices the sovereigns that Jack promised uh, are half buried in the crypt how how did William find uh, know where to find Bess? A. He's been following her. B. He heard her screaming. C. He roofied her and he was Jack the whole time. D. He put a tracker in her hair that somehow never fell out. It has to be the tracker. It's the tracker. Yeah, it's giving rich boy, like, I don't understand the limits of someone's autonomy. Yeah. Bess tries to tell the police that William, uh, what William did to her, but obviously they work for him and just laugh at her. William says that if she apologizes, he'll drop all the charges. Obviously she doesn't do that. Suddenly, a loud bang echoes through the room and sends one of the officers falling to the floor. 
other bang sounds, and drops the other officer like a fly. What is the cause of these sounds? 1. William shoots both of the officers so that he can kidnap Bess. 2. Bess shoots both of the officers with one of Jack's guns. 3. Jack's ghostly form comes back from hell and shoots both officers. 4. Officers drop dead from sudden I'm an asshole disease. I love number four, but that's definitely not it. Um, these have to be the same guns that were literally inside of this woman like four hours prior. So just just noting that. Um something about Chekhov's gun. Be his ghost. Hmm? Chekhov's gun. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's gotta be his ghost, right? His ghost, his ghost yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bess starts yep. talking to Jack. Mind you, she can't see him. Uh, William, understandably, accuses her of sleeping with someone else. Bess realizes that the light uh, that was streaming into the crypt was not actually the sun, but the police cars. So Jack isn't actually It gone. was the headlights. It was the headlights. So Jack is not actually gone. William demands that Jack reveals himself. What does Jack do to William? Shoots him with ghost pistols. Cuts William down with his axe. Lectures William on the dangers of sexual coercion. It's ironic. Please. Please. <laughs> I want it to be that so badly, but it's totally not. It's totally not. <laughs> I bet it's the axe, because he's got to switch it up. He's got to be like, I'm going to kill, kill, cut you down with the thing that I fucked your ex-fiance with, bitch. It is the axe. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> I've gotten too many of these right. It's concerning. You've gotten, <laughs> you've gotten all of them right, so. You've gotten them all right. I've double-checked. She's gotten them all right so far. Oh my Except god. for the Latin. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is terrible. I'm not cheating. <laughs> Lauren actually read the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Chapter 12. <laughs> the scene. Still in the fucking crypt. <laughs> We're still here. Um, so Jack appears to Bess and explains that the gates of hell were closed to him so that he couldn't enter. And he believes it is because he did not reap the souls of any innocents throughout the night of Halloween. So Bess is like, well, didn't you just do that? And he's like, no, actually. So um, those officers there, they're, they're actually uh, really bad people. So when I shot them with my ghost bullets, um, it sent their souls instantly to hell. And their bodies are kind of in like a coma basically um so they kind of did drop <laughs> they kind of did just drop dead from sudden i'm an asshole disease honestly oh he said a cab <laughs> yeah so as that happens jack looks over to the body of william who by the way his head has not been completely chopped off yet and he turns nice. to bess and he asks her if she wouldn't mind and if she would be okay with no if he decides no. to no. <laughs> inhibit the body of her ex 
abusive fiance. <sighs> and she says, yeah, of course, that's fine. So, Lauren, um, how would you feel if your um, ghostly lover decided to possess the body of your abusive ex-fiance? I was willing to look past the splinters. I was willing to look past the summer squash, the crypt, the pony play. I can't do this. I can't keep making excuses for this dusty man. So no. Oh, he so he reaps the soul of William and decides to scatter his soul over all of the sovereigns that um that Jack stole in his lifetime. Like scatters it and it basically into a bunch of different pieces so that he will This is his crime for being an asshole. And then he possesses William's body. And as this happens, um they finally kiss for the first time and it takes about a page and a half of descriptions. Yeah, because remember he had a pumpkin. It's not like he could like um oh, that's true. Yeah, he couldn't kiss her throughout that entire thing. Uh and then <laughs> he just goes, "I'm so excited to get a taste of you." <laughs> Let me guess, they pull away and he goes, "Delicious." <laughs> I don't remember what he says, um, but he's like, I have a lot to learn about this century. And Bess is like, I'll teach you. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, hey, remember, he's inhibiting and possessing the body of a very alive man who has like a whole mm -hmm. ass company, mm -hmm. family, friends. Mm -hmm. He says, I just. <clears throat> Uh, he pulls back and I blink away the, the stars. Bloody hell, that was hot. I whisper, my voice hoarse. It was heaven, he murmurs, his smile making the corners of, of his eyes crinkle. You taste so sweet, my beautiful Bess. <laughs> I just want to know what's going through her mind of like... She literally comments earlier in the story that Jack is like twice as big as William, and now she has to go oh, back just to wait. William. Oh, just oh. wait. Oh, oh just wait. More? Oh, oh no, we're not done. <laughs> I thought this was it. <laughs> no, no, nah, babes, we got two more chapters. <laughs> oh shit! All right, Ashlyn, would you take it away with chapter thirteen? Chapter thirteen, scene. William's Mansion. Jack and Bess drive back to William's Mansion. Jack, in William's body, says that he can sense William's uncles inside the mansion. Lauren, why is Jack able to sense William's uncles? A. Spending time in hell means that he can sense evil. B. He can smell them. C. He can sense anyone that is horny. D. He just assumed... It's gotta be his special, like, hell fucky wicky powers of, like, I, I'm, what is, what is the Walter White thing where it's, like, 
I am the danger. Yeah, uh huh. It is. It, it's. It's. What did you say? Fucky wookie. I said fucky wookie. Fucky wookie. That's what. Okay. Yes, it's that. Um, <laughs> Best tells Jack to stay quiet until he can properly mimic William's posh accent. William's uncles try to convince Jack to share Bess for the 51% control of the firm. Then Jack just Ew. reaps the souls of William's uncles by shooting them with weird ghost pistols. After murdering two men, Jack promptly takes Bess up to William's room to fuck her. Jack uses his newfound facial features to finish the job. And, don't forget, we also did it and get a description of the jism. Because now Jack... <gasps> He got balls oh, now. Man, 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 you know what kind of STDs William probably had. Oh, also, um, his dick grew to the approximate size and shape. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, I was really willing to give this story a yes and until this chapter, huh. the last chapter. Oh, it's oh, not the last. Me. We're not done. It's not the last. We got more. <laughs> Whoa. This is the definition of yes and. <laughs> the epilogue. Seven years later. They have kids. Jack and Bess are getting dressed for Halloween. They are the main shareholders of their company and they have a lot of um, they basically like took all the of William's wealth and now are living very comfort. Um, and my question for you, Lauren, is, hey, what's your least favorite trope again? They have kids, don't they? Oh yeah, they got two. Uh, they got a boy who's seven and a little girl who's five. God damn it! They also are married. They got married uh that December. So very, it, it was probably a shotgun wedding if their son is seven. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so just thinking about that, uh, she probably got pregnant that night that uh, they had met. So, and then they find out, and he immediately puts a ring on it, and they get they get hitched. Yeah. So they are uh, getting ready for this Halloween party and uh, they get horny and get sexy and they bang while their children are literally downstairs getting ready for their uh, child Halloween party. Um, So they finish up and then it's revealed that Jack gets a little like has a little bit of anxiety around Halloween because he's always so worried he's going to get like dragged back to hell. But apparently they've looked into like magic artifacts. So like Jack should just live out the rest of his days as William and then we'll like like none of his sins count so I guess hell is like cool with that um like they're okay with there's like yeah reset that's cool um so and then our last and final question mm-hmm. Lauren do you think Jack knows about condoms since he didn't possibly have balls for hundreds of years? <laughs> and do you think he'll use them? Listen. I think she would want to use them after two kids and be like, okay, that's enough. And then he'll be like, but, but honey... It feels better without him. And then she'll be like, okay, whatever you want. So no, 
It's gonna refuse. Anyway, they uh, finish and they go downstairs to meet their children and they live happily ever after. Oh, she also silently thanks William in the end because she's like, if it wasn't for him, I would never would have met Jack. And that is the end of Siggy Shades, Jack's head. You can't put kids in a family trope in the same book as pony play. (laughs) You can't do it. It doesn't work that way. I feel like that should be on our social media at some point. <laughs> you can't put the family trope and pony play in the same the same book. Oh. Thank you for reading that on my behalf. You're welcome. I have so much beef with you. Yeah. That was How about this? How about this? You two get to collectively decide on the most rancid novella you can find that I have to read before the year's end and then do this for y'all. Oh, God. If you ha- Listeners, if you have any uh, rancid reads that you think Lauren should read for the podcast and should do a little raunchy review for Ashlyn and I by the end of the year, you should leave it in our comments or at our email or... You know, just on our social media posts, if you think of any. Make it really anyway, bad. Anyway, Ashlyn, what would you rate the book? So low. So, so low. On a scale of one, one through five. Um, I don't know, like a, like a, a, a one, a 1.1. 1. 1. It, it broke 1. me 1. in. The pony play thing just really did me in. I won't ever recover from that. Mentally or emotionally. Um, I give it a two, personally. And so this is why it's not a one. Um, there were parts that I had fun in because I was laughing. <laughs> so um that's like my thing is like if there are parts that I'm like, I'm I'm having fun in the sense of what's gonna happen next, because this is something. Um that's why I rated it a two. Now, now, would I recommend it to anybody that I know personally? Um, no. But would I read another Siggy Shade book? Possibly f- just for the fun of it. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'd do it. You gotta read the tentacle one. That's the one that I read. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> Ass. Ashlyn's scarred for life. Yeah, that the I'm telling you, the pony play thing got me, man. Anyway, Lauren, do you have any questions for us before we finish up for tonight? Hmm. <laughs> yes, I do have a question. Oh God! All right, what's your question? <laughs> If you had one night to go absolutely ham with a a fictional supernatural individual and he asks you or they or she asks you to go into a graveyard 
what kind of grave would you choose to frolic on top of or within? <laughs> and describe it for me. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. This is this is so it can't be like one of the ones that are like embedded into the ground. Like you know, like the, the ones that are like flat and low on the ground. Mm-hmm. More like markles than markles? Markers than like plots. Um, because that is just nasty. Fine. And it can't be an obelisk because like ow. Mm-hmm. So it has to be obviously something like nice. Now, you know those ones that are about like waist high and like the top is curved? Oh my god, Ashlyn. I know what you're talking about and I hate it. See, like, I feel like that would either be really good, like, feel good on your back or it'd feel good, like, you know? It's... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll take a memorial bench. I'll take a memorial bench. (laughs) (laughs) Mine was worse. It's pretty good. No! Mine's a bench! Yours is an actual grave marker. There's a corpse underneath there. (laughs) Fair. Just like... Maybe bone dust at that point. You gotta pick an old one. No. Anyway, <laughs> this is where we're gonna end this conversation for tonight. We don't need to talk about about having sex in a graveyard near bodies. That's that's even a step too far, even for us. I went on that's a first it. date in a graveyard. Lauren. I did. Every every day, I learn something about you that I've never wanted to know. <laughs> Listen. No, okay, no, I'm ending it here. <laughs> Thank you all listeners for listening to our review our raunchy review of of Jack's Head by Siggy Shade. Uh join us for another time when we read another book. Um hopefully Lauren's read this one this time. Uh Probably go let not. us know. <laughs> we'll we'll see if we can pressure her. Uh bully her in the comments to make her read the next book. Please. Um <laughs> please uh go follow us on our socials we've got instagram twitter tiktok um youtube we've got twitch how we posted on that don't know reddit um but reddit we also have a reddit now apparently i didn't know that (laughs) anyway go listen go follow us on there uh go listen to other episodes and listen to our madness and you know what Stay raunchy, you sexy students, you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. <laughs> join us in, uh, join us next week for either the first episode of The XX or uh, a secret special Lauren bonus episode. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Raunchy Power Hour. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at the RPH Podcast. Send us book recs to our email, raunchypowerhour at gmail.com, or at the link in our bio on any of our socials. As always, stay raunchy. Stay raunchy.